And when our children are young, they don't understand the concept of submitting to God Mm -hmm. or being humble to him. But we are training them in how they respond to us. And through that, then we pass that dependency on to God when they're older. Welcome to the Biblically Centered Podcast. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. We're definitely not filming this episode before Thanksgiving, so we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I know we did. <laughs> uh, this is episode number nine of the yes. Biblically Centered Podcast, um, and my name is Johnny Jordan, and this is my wife, Danica, Hello. also with the last name Jordan. Thank yep. you, sweetie. And uh, we're happy to be here. Um, You want to hit us with our mission statement? Sure. Biblically Centered equips your family with knowledge and conversations for you to live and defend your Christian faith. And we are doing that with biblical virtue because we believe virtue um, is rooted in God's word. Yes. And they are definitive, objectionable qualities that we can find all throughout scripture in God and his word. And so we are using those to help our children um, create a robust, strong Christian faith when they are young so that they can keep it for the rest of their life. Yes. Um, So yeah, like she said, we believe virtue is uh, rooted in scripture. And a lot of times culture gets wrapped up in talking about our values, whereas values can oftentimes be very subjective um, to Mm -hmm. circumstance what you feel that year or what you feel that month, <laughs> you kind of can value different things. And we understand that that's an aspect of life too, but we believe the virtues of our life are rooted in God's word yeah. and that's what we center our life around. So uh, if you visit biblicallycenteredmerch.com, yes. um, since we're pushing that, we're prom- you know promoting that now. Um, so yeah. we have, we have a merch store that's live now in case you want to, you know, a fun t-shirt that not a lot of people have or, um, it would make a great Christmas a, a gift, cute, a cute tote bag, or yeah, you want to give out some gifts, but we have a virtues, a couple of virtue over values, t-shirts that are, that are yeah. pretty cool in there. So, um, so yeah, so go to biblicallycenteredmerch.com. That's right. We it's, are the It's designer. not just, we send them out to get some things. No, like we did them. Yeah. Which I think is something special about that. There is. Yes. So today we are learning about virtue H, we are doing 20, we have created 26 virtues, which 26, the alphabet is 26. So yes. we have followed that. So we are on virtue H. Would you like to read that? Yeah, I would. So virtue H says, we humbly admit our mistakes, submit to correction and accept discipline. Yes. So this is the easiest one. This was the one that comes, <laughs> this is the one that comes naturally to us and our children. Yes, of course. Our kids love discipline. <laughs> <clears throat> So this one is a little bit different. In our Virtue C, we talk about confessing our sins and committing to Christ. So this is kind of a little different aspect to that because that's obviously committing our life to Christ. And so, yes, we commit, we confess all of our sins to him. But this is um, maybe more horizontal as we're admitting those to other people um, and to parents, to children, to siblings, that kind of thing, um, which we are called to do and we are called... um, to do that so um i will read some definitions because we love definitions around here yeah um and you will also find that on our merch store how much we love definitions because they're sprinkled in there too they are 
So um, humility is being free of pride and arrogance. It's a modest estimation of one's own worth, lowliness of mind, and a deep sense of one's own unworthiness in the sight of God. And ultimately, it's submission to the living God. And then submission is the act of submitting. Hmm. I know. Um, Yielding um, your power or authority. Acknowledgement of dependence with humble behavior. Acknowledgement of a fault with a confession. Obedience. Compliance with the commands or laws of a superior. And leading one, yielding one's will to the will of a superior without complaint. So humility and submission really do go hand in hand Mm -hmm. um, because obviously humility talks about submission and submission talks about being humble. So, um, well, and I think just real quick, I like these two definitions and I know that the definition we have for humility, it ends with submission to the living God. Mm -hmm. And then our next definition is submission. And the last section of that definition says yielding to one or sorry, yielding one's will to the will of a superior without complaint. So for us, it's we're yielding to God's will without complaint. So we're um, Mm -hmm. and I think oftentimes, you know, that can be easier said than done. And I know that, you know, like we we have these kind of conversations with our kids and it when we're trying to get them to do something that we've asked them to do. And and for me, like. I often, I often try to have the conversations like we don't just want you to do these tasks, but we, I want you to do it with a happy heart because right. um, like we have a lot in our home. We have a lot of great things that we've been blessed with. And, um, and so we want to care for those things with a happy heart, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to step out of having a happy heart. And so for uh, submission, it's like when we're doing like it's, it's an honor for us to submit to God. Right. It's an honor for us to be, you know, one of God's people, so to speak, where that he's commissioned us to fulfill something on this earth during our time here. Right. Like that's an honor. And it's not always fun necessarily. Um, I think there is a lot of fulfillment in it, but it's not always the most fun thing in the world. But there is an element of like when you're doing the thing that God has called you to, there's going to be elements of it that are going to be difficult. They're going to be challenging right. that you're going to have to think through and pray through that you might have to cry through some of the time because you're just, you know, but like how, what, what better honor is there in the world than to be doing the work of God? Right. Like there really isn't. Um, and I'm, and I'm not saying that, you know, like just for people who are pastors in a church, you know, it's just for anyone who is doing something in their life that you believe God has called you to. Right. There's nothing more fulfilling than that. So it's important for us when we're in that, not to get jaded. Yeah. Um, and again, easier said than done but to maintain faith and hope throughout the whole process um, in our submission. So that's good. I think also, I think a lot of times um, in these virtues, we've kind of also touched on like how to show this to your children, because a lot of times these can be hard things to show or to talk about in terms that they can understand. Um, However, that's why each of these virtues we've written, we've broken them down into three learning levels, which are really great. So, you know, how am I going to talk to this to my zero to six versus seven to 11, 12 plus. Mm -hmm. But I bring that up in that we have to model for our children what that looks like. And when our children are young, they don't understand the concept of submitting 
to God Mm -hmm. or being humble to him, but we are training them in how they respond to us. And through that, then we pass that dependency on to God when they're older. And so, like you said, we try to communicate to our kids. Yes, picking up is not the most fun thing you're ever going to do, but taking care of the things that we've been given should be a joy to us because we understand like we have been so blessed. And so you're able to communicate like we're going to have a great attitude when we do these things that we don't really love Mm -hmm. because we can appreciate what we've been given. And so it's kind of along that same line of when, when our kids get in these situations of having to admit their mistakes and accept discipline. A lot of times, obviously I think just because of the sinful nature, we just automatically feel a lot of shame and that's not what we want to do, but we want to communicate that, you know, our attitude and behavior ultimately is reflecting what we believe about God. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, just walking your kids through this is so important and not to just be, to think that they should automatically know how to respond because Mm -hmm. they won't. And, you know, how many times do you have to tell your kid about something fun? (laughs) You still have to tell them a lot and even more so about things like this Mm -hmm. on how to accept discipline and how to, you know, I think we should communicate that it's an honor to receive discipline. You know, God's word says that he disciplines those he loves Mm -hmm. and we have children and we love them and we want to discipline them because we don't want them to think they can run in the street whenever they want to. It's like, "Mm, okay, this is our house. We live on a busy like area. We basically live at the entrance of our neighborhood. So every car comes past our house. Yes. So because we love them, we have to discipline them that we are not leaving our curb And we have to do that in other areas of life, too, because we do want them to enjoy the life that God has given them. Mm -hmm. But we have to give them those guardrails and things and boundaries in place and let them know that those should be celebrated because they're for their good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, boundaries are there for our good. Yeah. And And children crave boundaries. And we feel like they don't because they do test them a lot. But it's they just want to know that security of is that boundary always going to be there is that something that I can trust and rely on because they have no concept of trust and I you know you and I a lot say to our kids like you can trust us you know we want the words we say to have weight and so we also say that we had an incident with our son the other day with kind of one of his first like we caught him in a lie and it was like bud it was a weird lie too it was weird it was about snack time it was about him eating fruit (laughs) blueberries yes I was like you lied to mom I was like, I mean, I would have said that. <laughs> he basically told her that I told him he could have as many blueberries as he wanted. Right. And I'm like on the roof hanging Christmas lights. <laughs> and Danica comes out there. She's like, did you tell ever she could have as many blueberries? I'm like, no, he hasn't talked to me about snacks. I was like, but he chose, I mean, he he, he lied and he it was chose a it random... to about fruit. I was like, I probably would have said, yeah, you can have blueberries. <laughs> but it's just weird that, I don't know, it's just weird. So. Anyways, the way it came about, I, so, but we talked about that of, Okay, if if you lie to me, then it's going to be harder for me to trust you next time. Mm-hmm. And I think when Johnny and I speak, we always want to make sure that what we're saying is truthful and can be backed up and that we will do it. Mm-hmm. We make sure to phrase things well so it's not like, yes, we will go to this place tomorrow, whereas it might be like, 
depending on how things go, that get, might be an option. <laughs> I've learned if you don't tell kids no, they're assuming you're saying yes. <laughs> right. Correct. So it's we, funny. I don't know if this is true, but I, I was thinking about this is kind of like a funny joke of like, I feel like whenever parents say maybe in their head, they're saying no. <laughs> and in the kid's head, they're saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously make sure that your yes is yes and your no is no. Um but to reinforce that idea of trustworthiness, but then also, you know, that goes to, um, you want to be able to admit your mistakes. So I know I've had to come back and say that of, oh, I did say that we were going to do that, but this has changed. Yeah. And so we can't, we'll find another time, you know, like, so. Yeah. This is kind of circling back to the very beginning okay. of kind of what you're talking about, but you were talking about like the kids doing like the responsibilities in the house with a happy heart and, mm-hmm. and not that not everything we do in the house is fun. So what is your least favorite chore? <laughs> um, hmm. Most recently it's making beds and only because it requires twice the amount of effort being pregnant as not. Right. So yeah, I, I actually texted my mom and sister this past week and I said, I love you so much. I made the guest bed downstairs for you guys because <laughs> it's like a lower bed and it was just, yeah. yeah, it was, Mickey was in there. And so you have a three-year-old, kids. yes, you have a three-year-old jumping on the bed as well while you're trying to do it. It yeah. was just, it, it took some effort. I'm surprised you didn't, t- I thought yours would have been laundry. I, yeah, I find that one kind of annoying. Yeah. It's just a lot of, what is that? Our brother-in-law stayed with us one time. And he wound up doing laundry because he was doing his and he was like, yeah, it's just, it was like a kid's load. So, you know, I thought it was going to be pretty easy. This is when he lived with us for a little bit. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you for doing the kid's laundry. Like you didn't need to. And he was like, well, yeah, I just, I opened it up and I was like, oh yeah, it's kid stuff. Should be pretty easy. And then nope, no kid's laundry. You're like, oh, it's half a load. You're like, no, that's a, that's 200 pieces of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't fold easy. Yeah, you fold so them in he, half and they just pop back open. Correct. So he very quickly found that that was a bigger. Yeah, but he's a father now, so he's getting a little taste of that himself. There you go. With the cutest little baby. I know. Um, mine is probably well. You do you know what my least favorite chore is? If you could guess. Um, I don't know. Guess. I'm gonna sit and wait. I need you to guess. <laughs> no, don't do that. Guess. Um, cleaning the bathroom. I don't know. Seriously. I don't know. No raking. Oh. Duh, I should have thought about that. But I had a realization, okay? Okay. Because um, I hate raking, okay? And it's not... So we live in a city. Um, growing up, I kind of lived... The neighborhood I lived in was outside of the city limits. Super nice neighborhood. I mean, it wasn't like crazy big houses. It was just a nice setup of a neighborhood because it was kind of out on its own. Correct. And um, so we could, we could just light stuff on fire whenever <laughs> we wanted in our neighborhood. It was fantastic. So for raking... Like, yes, the act of raking is annoying, but the thing I hate more than raking is picking up all the leaves and putting them in trash bags, tying the trash bags, because you can't get that much in there, and it just takes a long time. But growing up, we would be able to rake all the leaves just into a giant burn pile, and you just light the whole thing on fire, <laughs> and that was like the smell of fall. Yeah. You just step outside, and you would just know that people around were lighting their yards on fire, <laughs> and it just smelled good. It would make me congested, but it smelled good. Yeah. Um. But I had a realization that's like the thing the thing that God has blessed us with requires maintenance and work. 
So we have, you know, the neighborhood we, we are currently living in, it was built in like the 60s. 60s. So we have a lot of... And they planted trees. They planted trees. Two trees in everyone's front yard. Two trees in everyone's front yard. And now, you know, these trees are and mature. a giant one in our backyard. So we have a huge one in our backyard and then a couple smaller ones and then two huge ones in our front yard. Yeah. And in the summer, they're fantastic because the yard is shaded. Our kids have probably the highest swinging swing in the neighborhood oh my gosh, attached yeah. in the backyard because <laughs> Danica's dad figured out a way to get this swing hooked up to like a super high branch. The squirrels fight over that giant tree in the backyard. Yes. There's a squirrel mafia in our neighborhood yes. and every spring they start fighting over our tree and you can just watch like 30 <laughs> of them in the backyard just going at it. It's crazy. Uh, anyways, but so there's the blessing of what we have in this neighborhood of the trees because right. they provide a lot of shade and a lot of enjoyment in the spring and summer. Correct. But in the fall, they're like the worst things ever. Like, I mean, like, what is the point of trees? <laughs> like, because it's like literally I was putting Christmas lights up. You know, I attached the lights to the gutters. So before I did that, I cleaned out every single gutter, blew them all out, got all the gunk and all the leaves out, got them spick and span, completely empty. And in a span of three hours, when I got done putting the Christmas lights up, every gutter was full <laughs> again, as if I had never even touched them. And I was like, what is the point? <laughs> I think the trees were just watching you. And they were like, okay, I was like, every time clear. I was on the roof, Go! I felt the wind blow. Yeah. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> But all that to say, like, there's the blessing of the trees, but there's also right. the maintenance of the work to, yeah. you know, of the responsibility of what comes along with that. And right. so it's hard as it is sometimes, like, when it comes to raking or <laughs> whatever. And it's not that I – we can get off this topic because it's not so much that I just hate raking. I just feel like it's this work that's like I could rake the whole yard right now and get it green, and in the morning it would look like I didn't touch it. So that kind of work where it feels like it also seems like an odd concept. Like that's what you're like. Now we live in cities and we can't just let our leaves stay there like people would do 100 years ago. Yeah. Now we have to put them in bags. Okay, I I I listened to a podcast and they were talking about trees. And I didn't know that this was true, that (laughs) the trees shed their leaves and the leaves are supposed to fall on the ground and decompose and provide nutrients for the tree for the next season. Ooh, okay. That's what I, that's what they're talking about in this podcast. I was like, I didn't know that. And they're like, yeah, so people, you know, the leaves will fall and then you come out there and rake up all the leaves. So you're actually taking away these nutrients that the trees are designed to do. So she it's like, it's almost like, some... the, it's almost like part of the cycle of life oh. of the tree. So I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that, but. Anyways. So should we leave some trees around the base, some leaves around the base of the tree? I mean, we leave our leaves out there long enough. I, I know think. we do. Okay. Uh, here's my cycle with leaves is i i get you know early fall i'll rake we'll pick them up we'll blow them we'll do the whole thing and then once it just gets like in those frigid winter temperatures oh yeah like we're it's done. just we're done and then usually <laughs> around january february i just call a company to come out and just <laughs> wipe clean the whole yard give them a couple hundred bucks and then just call it good. <laughs> there we go um here i'm gonna read a quote that i have recently come across um it said that self-discipline leads to a self-reliant self-sufficient life and while that is probably true we however as christians want our children to be god disciplined so that they will be god reliant and live god sufficient lives so while the world is preaching like well i don't even know if they would be preaching self-discipline i guess not really but those who do you know like 
go get yours. Yes. Like be a boss so self-reliance, self-sufficient, yeah. you can do it. Um, while that's like great in some aspects of life, because we do want our children to be self-sufficient and, and like their work and yeah. yeah. Um, that's not actually the point. The point is for them to be God disciplined so that they will be God reliant and live a God sufficient life. So I know that we keep mentioning this in a few episodes of like when your children are little, they're other dependent mainly and primarily upon their parents, which is how it's designed to be. And then it's our job as parents to move that from ourselves on to God Mm. and to show them that you can depend on me, but even more so you can depend on God or you can trust me, but even more so you can trust God. Mm. So we want to, you know, you, you want to start filtering that as early as you can, obviously, it's harder when they're younger because, you know, they're still making those connections and figuring that out. But that is the main goal of this virtue is that we create God disciplined, God reliant, God sufficient children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Thanks. So a couple of verses that go along with this um, in Acts three nineteen it says, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. And then in 1 John 3, 4, it says, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. And then Proverbs 15, 32 says, He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all these verses, you know, they all kind of connect to each other in, in different ways. But And you can speak to this um, as best or however you want to say, but... I just think it's an important understanding that um, we believe and teach our children that Jesus has taken care of our sin. Mm. Um, Like he has forgiven us of all of our sin Mm. and you can sin today and Jesus has forgiven that. But it's not a license to go and sin. Right. Um, Because even though we know that Jesus has taken care of our sin, now that we are living in in this communion with Christ, like our like Jesus has now, the world they don't have a way not to sin. The world is bound and chained by sin. Right. But what Jesus has done for us is broken that chain of sin. It doesn't mean we're not going to sin, but now we have the ability not to sin. Right. Which is great news. Yes. Um so you don't so you're no longer chained to those um to those desires and things yeah. that that everyone is born with, right? And this goes back to our first virtue, A, on the last part of that is pursuing holiness with our entire being. And so obviously we know that that comes from a change of the heart, which will happen at a different point for every child. We want to lead them that way. But when you pursue holiness, it's not that you're trying to be perfect. You're just trying to be transformed into the image of God. And mm-hmm. I, we've already talked about like that won't be perfected until we have died and gone to heaven. However, that is what we're called to do now. And so by admitting our mistakes, submitting to correction and accepting discipline, it's not maybe against us. It's against that sinful nature, which can get riled up and be really defensive in those moments. But it's accepting that, okay, 
yes, these things are going to happen. It's what I do after or with that knowledge and wisdom that we just talked about in the previous episode. How I handle this shows that my heart is bent towards the things mm-hmm. of God. Right. And so you're right. There is so much freedom in God. And I think for whatever reason, why don't, not for whatever reason, it's because sin is sin is, you know, the world would tell us that there is freedom doing whatever we want. Mm -hmm. And we know that that freedom ultimately leads to death, but freedom in Christ gives us so much more beauty and fulfillment to our life because we are in God's will and surrounding ourselves with the things of him. Mm-hmm. So um, we are never just dealing with our children's words and actions. We are also dealing with their heart, which ultimately controls their behavior. And so it's important to correct in a way that is correcting the heart issue, not just their words or actions. Mm-hmm. And that takes at the end of the, that takes more discipline from us as parents to try to correct those heart issues than just the words or actions. Cause it's really easy to just say like, stop saying that word or don't do that again. But if we can, this is where, you know, being in God's word daily and praying, asking the Holy spirit to help us can really help us see what the deeper issues are. And okay. Is it just that they said that word or is it this because they want to, they're feeling the, peer pressure to fit in with everyone else. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that means that they are not confident in who God's created them to be, you know, like Mm -hmm. you need to try to get to those root issues because if you don't, you're just dealing with the symptom and not the root. And so that's going to continue, you know, you can prune a tree and that's great, but if it's a giant weed, you don't want to just keep pruning it because it will continue to grow. You want to chop it off at the roots. Yeah. 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 It's like a holistic approach. Yes. Because, you know, you can even compare it to like modern medicine. Medicine, our modern medicine, a lot of times, especially the over-counter stuff, is more so treating a symptom than it is trying to fix what's causing the symptom. Correct. But we want to try to get to the root of the cause um, as best we can. Um, yeah. And, and, and oftentimes it's a, it's a heart thing that you have to address. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, submission is unnatural. Yep. We said that at the beginning of the episode and, and we get it. It's... As much as I can sit here on this podcast and talk about how important submission is, it's not easy. No. And I think something with all these virtues is we're allowing our whole family to follow them. So it's allowing our children to see that we ourselves are still struggling with these, which Mm -hmm. I think is helpful. But yeah, I would, I mean, I still struggle with this one. So yeah. And then here we say that. You know, people view submission as being weak Mm -hmm. and our sin makes us selfish. Uh, It tells us we are the center of our world and we are all born with natural resistance to authority, Mm -hmm. which is true. Um, And that's why submission is so counter to our natural instinct. But when we when we submit and when we show our children how we submit to God, that is showing them that we are truly putting God at the center of our life and that we are. Uh, when, you know, whenever we feel, whenever we feel led in the direction that God is leading us, that we are stopping the things we're doing that he doesn't want us doing to step into the path of what he wants us to do. We're submitting to what he wants us to do. Um, and that ultimately God is our authority and in a healthy society, 
you have to have authority mm-hmm. um, as much as people would like to tell you otherwise. Um, you have to have some type of authority in your life in order for there to be any sort of for things not to be divulged into chaos. Correct. Um, Order. And so God is our authority and thank God he's our authority. <laughs> I mean, literally, um, because I often think of like knowing the way I'm wired, the way I think maybe some of the struggles I've had, um, like without, I, I often wonder if I hadn't, if I didn't have God in my life and I was just out there doing my thing, you know, like following every whim, just how different my life would be now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm thankful that God is my authority mm-hmm. and throughout my life from my parents to my church, to my friends, to my mentors that I've had what I believe the God ordained people in my life to help me keep bouncing back to the right course instead of allowing myself to go my own way, young man. <laughs> yes. I, for me, it is a relief that I can follow someone else and not myself because of how many times I question myself or I don't know, just my personality. I feel like I would just be paralyzed a lot of the time of like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Uh Like, and then you would do something. And anyways, for me, it is a relief that I can hand that off to God and allow him to be that authority in my life Uh and give me all these things we've talked about last time we talked about wisdom, you know, like I can give that to God and then he can give me his wisdom yeah. and I don't have to have mine. Yeah. Um, to Thank me, God it's really for, <laughs> for me. I'm not saying for you, but um, I'm just, yeah. Submission. It's just sometimes hard for us to believe that submission is the path to God's best for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it true. It truly, truly is. And as I get older, which I am getting older. You can tell by the gray in my beard. Um, I'm just thankful for the ability to submit to God mm-hmm. um, and to be living the life that we're living, even though we can tell you that we have challenges outside of this room fil- filming this podcast. Like we have a lot of challenges that we're currently going through trying to navigate where God is leading us. Uh, but I'm just thankful that we do have God leading us mm-hmm. in this. Um, and that we have Christians in our life who are Bible believing Christians who are helping partner with us along the way. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's a relief to have that. Mm -hmm. Um, and not to say everything is rainbows and butterflies, because I understand that there, you know, there's going to decisions that have to be made. There's, you know, there's going to be things that we have to think through, um, and work that has to go in to where God is leading us. But I'm just thankful for the, the, system God has put in the place to allow Christians to thrive, but even in challenges to still stay on track, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. You know, kind of like a herd mentality. Like if we're feeling weak in the moment or having a a challenge, I'm thankful that we're not alone to be well devoured by the enemy instantly, but that we, you know, you have the, the pack around you to help carry that weight a little bit as you continue to, press on yeah I guess the image that comes to mind with that is you know back in medieval times and around then they would build fortresses and castles and your authority would be who's over that and you get to live inside those walls and you get like 
submitting to an authority automatically gives you so many things. It gives you protection. It gives you, um, not isolation, but like insulation. Mm -hmm. It gives you yeah, your immediate community that you're all relying on one another. So we should never view that as being a negative thing, but we should almost, we should view it as a relief that God gets to be our authority mm -hmm. and that we don't have to be the one to try to do all those things that he ultimately fulfills. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I'm going to kind of wrap it up with, um, okay. So with all these virtues, again, we've talked about repetition and we're layering them every time we talk to them about our children. So there's 26, we're doing them twice a year plus more in between, but just like the focus is there. Mm -hmm. Um, and at different stages of their life. And so we are giving them repetition to establish clear, consistent biblical authority. And so to actually end, I'll read a quote by Paul David Tripp, um, who has great books on parenting and other things. Um, he says, if you deal with a lack of character, with a lack of character, you will not accomplish what God has given you to accomplish in the hearts of your children. Um, and that's kind of a weighty, like, gut punch to end with. However, I think it just speaks to going back where I said that these virtues are for our whole family. And mm -hmm. so you as a parent, I, I know for me, I have to admit every day that I will make mistakes and that I need to submit to God's correction and I need to accept discipline from him and from my spouse and from other people who give it to me. Um, but I think that's just showing the beauty of the gospel through our sanctification is that our children know that Yes, we're not perfect, but we're working towards pursuing holiness. Um, but we're giving them an example of how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I know that I act out with a lack of character and it's hard to deal with a lack of character when I'm having a lack of character. So I, I need to put this somewhere for me to we see. We can print it out and put it around the house. Uh, because this mirror. is yeah. this is speaking to me. Yeah, I mean it's convicting because I know week. it's and like we can be real. Like for parents, like I know if if you have three young kids and you feel like you're just in this time and the day is kind of stressful, you have a lot to get done, and it just doesn't seem like anyone's really listening or really caring, and you keep having to repeat yourself, and they're getting frustrated, and then you kind of so oftentimes, and we are both guilty of this. You kind of instead of maintaining your composure mm -hmm. we kind of get on their level and the frustration <laughs> they're feeling and then and then communicate to them frustrated and they're frustrated and then we're just you know and that's it's such a natural instinct and again i deal with i deal with this and i this is one of the things i um kind of beat myself up a little bit about because i feel like sometimes i don't know if it's just a personality thing i know people have like the fight or flight kind of like whenever something hits you or you, you experience something you have a reaction my reaction is usually just when something happens is to is to hit back. So if like if a kid says something to me, you know, off witted um, or does something out of character, like super quick and super subtly to me, sometimes my initial reaction is not my most proud reaction. Yeah. And so I often then like, you know, two minutes later, I know I've said this before. I'm just like, I shouldn't have responded. <clears throat> I shouldn't have responded that way. I'm sorry. Like, like I shouldn't allow my. Yeah. attitude to be dictated by a three-year-old right 
three-year-olds are hard. Yeah. I feel like I can only repeat something two we, dozen times until I have lost it. We, and so <laughs> we, uh, you know, we are very thankful for our children. Yes. Like, and not to say our kids are better than anyone else's, but I'm just thankful for the kids that we have. Yes. Um, but with that being said, it just with, we're on our third child now. And I just think the three year is usually the most difficult year for them. Well, and it's odd because I think it was at four with our other kids for whatever reason. I uh, think it I took think them. I remember Annalee three was being. She was like three and a half, four. And Everest was four and a half. I think the third born just does things quicker because yeah, they just want to catch up. Yeah. So he is just living his ornery, sassy life right now. Yeah. Um, but he's also can be the sweetest of them. He's the sweetest. Like he just has some moments where he's just, you're just like, and I know we've talked about this <laughs> here before. He just, but sometimes his personality is just funny. But good news. We were a little late bloomer with him, but we got him potty trained, thankfully. Yes, so that our was daughter fun. was quick to the draw at 19 months, Our firstborn was, was potty trained at 19 months and was the easiest potty training. Yes. Picked it up super quick, 19 months, couldn't even talk, basically. It was just already <laughs> potty trained. And then our, our three-year-old were like, you'll figure of, it out. <laughs> it kind of traumatized me trying like two, three times. So with this one, I was like, I just, for my I think own we had a, sanity. We had a learning curve. With Girls boys. and boys are different. Yes. And our daughter and how we've kind of come to know her personality, um, it's just different from our yes. boys. So I think we saw the example with her as our firstborn and how she picked up potty training. We thought we could do the same with our <laughs> middle child who is a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more mellow. mellow. He'll do things when he feels like uh -huh. it. And so but we're trying to get him to potty train <laughs> before he was honestly, truthfully yeah. ready or even cared Yeah, was probably, yeah. We, we learned a lot. So with our third, we were like, we're just going to wait. So whenever he starts showing us the signs that he's ready to potty train. Um, yeah. We were maybe a little late, but also his honoriness, I think just made me wait longer yeah. As well. Yeah. But you give a kid chocolate chips for doing anything and they become very motivated. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last night, it's like the kids already in bed. Kids are all in bed. And we had a late night because we had a dinner at my brother's house and, um, and, you know, we're all wrapping up. Kids are in bed and he just comes out. You know, he's potty trained, but he's right now. He, right now he's still sleeping with a pull up on. Right. Um, I have to potty. Like, well, bud, you have a pull-up on. That's why we have it on. You're in bed. It's fine for you to use that. But, you know, he comes and does like a drop. <laughs> and then chocolate chip. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you, Sorry, if there you made is it, a glimpse into our life. If you made what it through that story. Doing? Yes. Uh, visit biblicallycenteredmerch.com. The holidays are coming up. Get some people some cool t-shirts. Yes. You can also go to. We got t-shirts, hoodies, yes. posters, tote bags, cell phone cases. Lots of fun stuff on there. Perfect. Um, unique designs that we've both designed. Yeah. I'll let you guess which ones she designed and which ones I designed. The ones that are cool looking, she designed. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, and we'll have more coming up with that. Yep. Oh, I was going to say, you can also just go to biblicallycenter.com. Yes. See what else we're working on. Download yep. some free stuff um, and you'll find the merch tab on the yes. navigation as well. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you guys and we will see you all next time. Bye.